Welcome to MoFo Perspectives, a podcast by Morris and Forster, where we share the perspectives of our clients, colleagues, subject matter experts, and lawyers. Hello, welcome to the Above Board Podcast. This is your host, Dave Lynn, and I'm a partner at Morrison and Forster, and I practice in the areas of public company counseling and corporate governance. And I'm very pleased to be joined today by my colleagues, Miriam Bugmeister and Jackie Liu. Miriam is based in the firm's New York office, and her practice is focused in the areas of privacy and data security. And Jackie is based in our San Francisco office, and her practice is focused on a wide range of corporate and transactional matters, including counseling public companies and corporate governance. Uh, Miriam and Jackie, thank you so much for joining me today. Cybersecurity continues to be an area of significant focus in the boardroom, and today we're going to discuss the issues that directors should be considering after a cybersecurity breach has occurred. So Miriam, in the we do all of these preparations for getting ready when a cybersecurity incident happens, but then when we find ourselves in the middle of one, uh, sometimes it's easy to forget all those things we prepare for. What questions should the board be asking after a, a cybersecurity breach has occurred? Yep, thanks, Dave. It's a great question, and you know one of the things we like to say is boards have a big role before an incident, not such a big role during an incident but a big role after an incident. And so really we're focusing on the board's role after the incident, as you said, Dave. And, you know, when there's been an incident, it's really important that the board ask a lot of questions. So ultimately that's what I think the board needs to be doing more than anything else. The board should ask questions like, what happened? How did it happen? Why did it happen? It may be that it was the result of human error. It may be that there was a technical issue. It may be that there was a lack of uh, appropriate safeguards. You just don't know. But the board certainly should start by asking what, how, why it all happened. The board then should ask questions about whether or not the company responded appropriately. Just because you have an incident doesn't mean that the company didn't respond appropriately or that anybody's at fault or that there's a big problem. That's a key issue for the board to ask, right? So what what did the company respond appropriately? And if not, why not? Another important question that the board should think about after an incident is how did the incident get escalated? Did it get escalated appropriately to management? Did it get escalated appropriately to the board? Was the board happy with what information they were provided with and how they found out about the incident? And depending on the answers to all those questions, the board should ask whether or not there are additional things that have to happen to uh, remediate if, if something actually did go wrong and what steps are going to be taken to ensure that there is no future occurrence of that type of incident, or at least to mitigate the potential for a future occurrence. So those are the kinds of questions that I think the board really needs to be having a robust discussion about with management after a breach, Dave. And obviously a big consideration for the board is those corporate governance considerations. Uh, Jackie, could you walk us through some of those considerations after a breach has occurred? Sure. As Miriam noted, it is really important as part of the board's oversight duties, right, to ask questions. But just as important from a corporate governance perspective and frankly from a fiduciary duty liability perspective 
is to document the oversight process of the board. Make sure that the minutes actually um, set forth in detail, you know, the sessions that the board had in reviewing the breach, all the what, how, and whys. And if there are remediation steps taken, how the board plans on monitoring that remediation. So documentation is extremely important. Second, I think that the board, you know, forgets that they have oversight uh, responsibilities and that as a result of that, there's nothing wrong with involving and they should involve outside experts and relying on the expert opinions in analyzing the aftermath, right? And make sure, again, that is documented. Furthermore, just a few things on logistics associated with corporate governance. One is as the board meet to analyze what happened, it is actually a very good idea to think about having executive sessions after the general session that includes management and ask the outside experts to remain in executive session so that the board can further dissect what happened and allow the outside experts more room to discuss their findings without having the management being there. And then also, if depending on the breach and what remediation may be necessary, the scope, the length, and the complexity of any remediation, consider establishing a special committee to the extent that the board doesn't currently have, say, a cybersecurity committee on its own. Consider establishing a special committee because a lot of times I find these type of issues fall under the audit committee. And audit committee, as you know, have way too much things to do as it is. So if it's a very extensive remediation, a special committee is warranted. And then finally, depending on what happened, the board really needs to have oversight of the internal controls, how management may have either missed the actual breach, the appropriate escalation, the disclosure under SEC uh, rules on this on the particular breach. So those are some of the things that boards should think about after a breach. Yet another big consideration is the disclosure element here for public companies. What are some of the disclosure considerations that really need to be factored in in the post-breach environment? I, I would divide that, Dave, into material and non-material breach. But in either case, the company really needs to review its SEC disclosures, right? So if there is a material breach, clearly you may have AK requirements. And even though the SEC release hasn't been finalized, I always tell the companies that it's a good idea to look at the release, the level of disclosure that the SEC expects in this release, even though it's not final, and consider what should go into the AK. But even if the breach is not material, it is also very important for the company to look at their SEC disclosures, especially in the risk factor section. Before some of the case law that just came down about the risk factors, company routinely would say things like, you know, if there is a breach, these bad things will happen to the company. And if you had a breach, even if it doesn't rise to the level of materiality, 
it may be misleading to suggest the word if there is a breach when you in fact had a breach. And then so I think it's it's really important after any breach, material or not, look at your SEC disclosures. And well, and can I just add one other thing too, which I think is um, an important issue, which is before you make that decision as to whether or not it's material, you want to document the process, your internal control process for sharing the information from the IT security people to the lawyers, to the disclosure committee, and document the discussion and what, what the decision is. Because sometimes it changes. You may think it's not material at the beginning of an incident, and you may then determine at some later point that it is material. And it's really important to document how the, you know, those discussions and how that process um, for, for, for reaching those conclusions. I, I mean, I think Jackie and Dave, you guys would agree with that, right? Absolutely. And, and, and I think the determination of materiality is a lot more nuanced than just say, okay, this is how much the breach cost us, right? I think for a lot of companies, in many ways, reputation, depending on your business and the type of business you're in, the breach itself, even if you are, you know, it's very short, it, the, the cost of the breach is not you know, in for a very large company material, there may be other considerations that would make this breach material. So think of it as a very nuanced approach. And for that reason, Miriam, I completely agree with you that documentation is really important. Not to a point where, you know, you write pages of your rationale, but document the process you went through. Right. Because yeah, I think what we're going to see is, is more companies that make a determination of non-materiality, but who don't document are going to have issues. Are there some practical tips that you would share with boards to deal with this post-breach environment? One of the really important things to think about after you have a security incident is to re-examine your insurance coverage and deductibles and who are the third-party experts that you may be able to bring in. I mean, partially this is going to be on what, what went well and what didn't go well during an incident, but one of the things we remind companies to do after an incident is to look at the insurance coverage and make sure that if you need to make any tweaks or any changes based on lessons learned from an incident, you know, it's just don't forget to do that. And then the second thing I think it's also important is don't get flat-footed. Start preparing for disclosure about the breach. You'd be surprised how companies need to make disclosures of the breach in many different instances. For example, if you are a B2B company and uh, your customer has a certification about a prior year's various operational challenges, including breaches, you want to make sure that you have a statement disclosure ready that can be used across all the company functional groups. And then second, if you are an active company, for example, you're constantly out there doing convertible bonds, equity offerings, and you have underwriting agreements or placement agent agreements, there's great likelihood that you have to disclose the breach. So in other words, think about the operations of business and how the breach may have an effect on your future transactions. I think that will make your life much easier than waiting for something to come up and scramble to find the appropriate disclosure. Another issue really depends, again, on what happened in the incident and whether or not it was 
you know, human error or some minor issue which caused the incident, or if they're, if you discover when you ask all the questions, you know, the who, what, why questions, whether or not there is more of a systemic problem. Because what we find sometimes is it's really easy to buy a new piece of technology or to, to fire the CISO, but that often what led to an incident that is significant are more systemic problems. For example, it could be that there weren't really good controls within the organization of how information is stored and how long it's kept or, or how it's shared or how it's disseminated within the organization, which allowed um, you know, the bad guys to take advantage of some of those you know, faults in the system. And if that's the case, it may be really important to think who's going to be the champion in the C-suite to really make those uh, systematic changes. And the board can have that conversation about cultural shifts or a champion to really help the organization rethink certain activities to to help them really change so that the, these kinds of situations don't arise again. And on the heels of that, Miriam, um, one thing for the board to consider, and clearly it goes to the materiality of the breach and the scope of remediation, but nothing speaks to expediting the remediation and putting a focus on such remediation than having goals that you know the C-suite has their compensation tied to, right? Like either a, a performance goal or their annual bonus uh, goals. Some of it may be a little more amorphous, but depending on the breach, think about adding this compensation goal to make things more expedited. Right. And, and just following up on that one, Jackie, there, 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 one of the things that sometimes happens, like, and just going back to like the systematic issue, is that there may be short-term fixes, but some of the fixes may be long-term. Like, or like I said, you know, they could be real cultural shifts. And so when you're thinking about those goals that you just said for the C-suite, you have to take into consideration, are these six-month goals, five-year goals? You know, right? So really thinking about the, the short and the long-term changes and you know, the costs and how those are going to get accomplished. I mean, that is actually, I think, a place where the board can really, really be helpful to management in trying to think those things through. Completely agree. And maybe the final one in terms of practical tips is, you know, I attend a lot of board meetings and a lot of times after a board discussion presentation on breach, the board afterwards, like kind of like cooler talk, will talk among the directors themselves about what they liked and didn't like the communication process by management or like the small things, right? And I think that the board does management a huge disservice not being upfront and very direct and specific about what they want to see in the future in terms of communication, documentation. Um, It could be as simple as you know, we don't want you to just email or call the chair. If this is important, all the board members want to know all at once. Or like, if this is really important, no issues having a board meeting at 10 o'clock. We would rather know, even if it's really late, than finding out the next day and a, a 24 hours have gone by, right? So it's all part of the escalation process. And hopefully this is all discussed in some form of tabletop exercise. But a lot of times you need a breach, sadly, to work out the kinks. And this is a perfect time for the board to be very specific on what their wishes are. 
These are all great tips. Thank you so much. And thank you for all of your insights today on what to do after a breach. Of course. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Please make sure to subscribe to the MoFo Perspectives podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions about what you heard today or would like more information on this topic, please visit mofo.com slash podcasts. Again, that's mofo, M-O-F-O dot com slash podcasts.